It is Thursday, the 19th day of August, 2021. And after last week's episode, I'm left wondering what the hell you're doing here. Seriously, the note uh, that I put on the show description for you know the various uh, podcast uh, sites uh, said, Ask Me Anything. And it was the least listened to episode in months. Now, I can't say that I blame anyone for seeing that and saying, oh, goodness, fuck no. But it's quite telling, right? I think so. And I'm the host of the fucking show. But yeah, the least... in My, my soccer preview episode had more listeners than, than the regular episode. I mean, that's, that's not, I didn't see that coming for a mile of fucking way, huh? Wow. <clears throat> uh, all that and more on episode 87. The Ben Coates episode. Yeah, that's right, the real 87. Not that probably, or likely, much better tight end Rob Gronkowski. Real talk, though, without Ben Coates... Uh, I don't think, I shouldn't say that. Without, I mean, Marv Cook was before Ben Coates, but Ben Coates took the tight end focused offense to a new level, along with a handful of others. Like Shannon Sharp, Jay Novacek, guys like that. The tight end being uh, a weapon, which may stem from like Mark Bavaro with the Giants, but he wasn't. He wasn't the focus of the offense that some of these other guys became down the road. Five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, uh, the 90s All-Decade Team, Patriots Hall of Famer. He did win a title with Baltimore in 2000. He played every game. He only had, like, I think nine catches because he finished his career with 499 receptions, which is like, oh, damn. Somebody should just go through and find a, an extra catch for the guy just to give him an even number. But, oh, sorry, I hit the microphone. Uh, but, yeah, Ben fucking Coates, man. The guy was a monster. And Drew Bledsoe loved him. And it's funny how, you know, you see the progression of his career. You know, his 94-95, uh, those are his two big seasons. 96 is when I think defenses were finally like, oh, fuck, we should probably make sure we cover this guy. His production dropped quite a bit, but he still had another four years here and uh, four excellent seasons, but, you know, the quality of, of the team went down, so that didn't help either. But when he left and then went to Baltimore, won a ring, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you grind it out, and then for one last shot of glory. But, yeah, I say that like, yeah, that's what you do, as if I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, that's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still the most less-than-average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's 
the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? All right. What is up? What's going on? I uh, hope you're well. Uh, entirely unexciting episode coming up. I'm very excited. I shouldn't say, you know, what an idiot. Entirely unexciting. Like, is unexciting a word? I guess it is, but. Dave, it's the first fucking segment of the show and you're already telling people to go away. <laughs> Yeah, you're in for nothing. Boy, this show's gonna... I mean, you know, look, I shit on the show because, yeah, rightfully so, it's not very good. Which is fine. But, you know, to say it right from the jump, whew. That's, that's podcast... I should teach a, a class on podcasting. <laughs> Step one, shit on your own show. That sounded very Johnny Carson. I don't know what that's about. Anyways, hope you're doing well. Have a handful of things I would like to talk about today, including the question of the week, which is about regrets. We'll get to that later. Um, but a handful of things right from the jump. Okay, I've been talking vaccinations for a little while, and because um, you know I don't get the whole eh, I'm not getting vaccinated that kind of shit. Um, <clears throat> today, everyone's favorite pope, Pope Frank came out and called vaccines, quote, a gift from God, end quote. I was a little taken aback by that. Not because I'm surprised, because of all the popes that I've known, Frank is, is the only one that really keeps it straight. He seems to not be so popey, you know what I mean? He seems less popey than all of the other stuck-up popes. So, yeah, I was a bit I was a bit surprised. And I'm wondering, here's the thing. I'm not a very religious guy, but I was raised Catholic. So it's not as if the Pope's word, uh, you know, holds water. I like Frank because he seems like a decent human being and not so beholden to the whole oh, Catholicism, God, Jesus, religion. I mean, sure, he talks about shit like that because that's kind of his job as Pope. He has to talk about these things. But, you know, being a uh, Franciscan, uh, uh, in, in, with <laughs> having a Franciscan background as he does, it's a very simplistic uh, way of life for Frank. Everything's very minimal. It's minimalist. And he gets it. Like, he's... he's Old enough to know what his job is, but I think he, when he first became Pope, he was young enough to kind of get it. You know what I mean? To a point. I mean, look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, dirty laundry there. Let's be real. But 
for him to come out and say this, I think it, it, it kind of lends a little gravity to, to the situation where I don't know how many Catholics are saying they're not getting vaccinated. I don't know. But hopefully the thinking is that by Frank saying, hey, this is a gift from God, which, look, if you want to get really technical, you want to get all fucking religious and Christian-y, I mean, I can. But for but for the the Christian people who love God, love Jesus, and trust trust their lives to the uh, omnipotent being that God or Jesus or whomever um, is, as opposed to realizing that what they should be doing is honoring Jesus, God, whoever, by taking advantage of the gifts that. Jesus, God, whomever, has bestowed upon the scientists that are creating this vaccine. That was a very long-winded way of saying, uh, you know, these people are fucking crazy. (laughs) And now you've seen the fucking stories about these people in their 40s dying of COVID and with their last breaths, one of their last breaths asking for the vaccine or saying... Fuck, I should have got it. Again, and the big thing is now you're hearing, well, you you can still get it. Yeah, no fucking shit. Like, you can still get hurt by wearing a seatbelt if you have a car accident, right? Same fucking thing. Except your chances of getting hurt in a car accident if you're wearing a seatbelt go way down. Just like with this fucking vaccine. But Pope Frank, keeping it straight. So, big deal. <clears throat> that's my you know what I was thinking the other day <laughs> you remember uh, when Jerry Springer when he would end his show he would have like the serious fucking minute I, I wish I could remember what the hell it was called like deep thoughts with Jerry but that's not what it was and uh, I was thinking about something that I did where, where a third gripe was like a serious Thing I'm like, wow, that must have sounded really fucking douchey, <laughs> you know. And then I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he also closes with "Take care of yourself, take care of each other." I literally just thought of that. I swear to fucking Christ, I just thought of that, and I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I think that's how he closes his show. Ooh, Dave, wow, that is fucking terrible plagiarizing Jerry Springer of all people. Fuck, I'm going to have to come up with a new clothes. Shit. Oh, that is so bad. <laughs> uh, um, over the weekend, went out to Treehouse Brewing. Treehouse Brewing. Charlton, Massachusetts. Beautiful, bucolic Charlton. I haven't been out there in I would say roughly three years. Um, you know, vastly different than the last time I was out there, obviously. But here's the thing, okay? I'm I'm kind of tired of the beer. Kind of tired of it. You know? My friends will, will buy it. And as I've mentioned on the show before, uh, they'll pour it in the glass and there'll be some trub left at the bottom. And that's what I drink. I'll just take a sip. Oh, that's good. I can't do it. I just cannot drink a bunch of those beers. It's impossible. However, 
They make fucking dynamic coffee. Their cold brew is fucking outstanding. Outstanding. And their seltzer? I mean, fire. So fucking good. I can't with it. You know, they're going to opening a distillery. They're going to start cranking out some booze. Cannot wait. Can't wait. It's going to be excellent. But there's, you know, the whole kids at breweries. I've talked about this before. Boy. I just, I don't know. It's something that's, it's lost on me. Mainly because I don't have children. I, I, you know, I have friends that bring their kids to breweries all the time. I just, boy. And it's funny because, because my wife made a good point. She's like, look, if you were, if you go to a bar and you bring your kids to the bar. What, what what's going to happen? People are going to be like, uh, dude, you can't bring your fucking kids in here. It's a bar. What's the difference? Why? Because you're outside? I don't know. It's weird. It's fucking weird. I don't know. So that was good. I finally got to use a gift card that I've had for three fucking years. Uh, shout out to, uh, to Tim. I believe it was a wedding gift three years ago. Pretty sure it was. From my kind, dear friends at Wayfair. I bought a beer. One bottled beer was ten bucks for this little for like a sixteen ounce, like a coffee beer or something like that. Uh, and then I bought a shit ton of coffee and a bunch of seltzer. <laughs> oh, what'd you get the brew? Yeah, coffee and seltzer, and a bottle of uh, coffee liqueur. That is very good. Bought I bought some of that too. So, not entirely booze free, but close. Um. Then we went to uh, the Depot Street Tavern in Milford for dinner. Jesus Christ. Their food is so fucking good. I had their burger, and it's amazing. It's just amazing. Like, I didn't even stop to breathe. I just inhaled the fucking thing. But then I got an entree to go and ate it for the next two nights for dinner. But goddamn. What a beautiful... (laughs) What a great meal. The place is so far. If you've never been to the Depot Street Tavern in Milford, I strongly suggest that you don't because um, I don't want anyone to ruin it. I shouldn't say that. That's very mean. Uh, Free ad, the Depot Street Tavern in Milford. You need to go. Small menu, but everything is done perfectly. We wanted the uh, duck fat poutine. Sold out. Special. Great specials. They always have great specials. But free ad. Depot Street Tavern, Milford, Massachusetts. You should definitely go there. All right, I have to talk sports. As much as I know uh, some of my four listeners... Uh, skip over this part, but I don't care. Again, I, I shouldn't say that. No, don't change the channel. Change the channel to podcast, you fucking numbskull. Good lord. Don't skip, okay? Uh, three things, two are short. First, Marcus Smart is staying, at least for now. Love it. I'm a Marcus Smart guy, as long as he's not shooting. 
So, solid deal. They can trade him if need be. I like it. Two, uh, the Red Sox are fucking terrible still. They may play their way into the under. As I'm not at all confident that they can win 11 more games to get to 80 wins. <laughs> There's like 30, no, is it 40? 40 games left. So in order for them to not make the over, they would need to go 10 and 30. <laughs> I laugh, but the way they've been playing, it's entirely fucking possible. I mean, I, and I've been betting against them the last few nights, finally. I should have been doing it for the last fucking month. But fuck, I mean, they stink. They stink out loud. And you know what the worst part is, too? Is uh, I hedged my bet back in June. So I bet on them to win the division when they were, I think, six or seven games up. Thinking, oh, there's no way they won't make some moves. And Chris Sale's coming back. So this this is lined up. Nope. They'll finish fucking third or fourth with like 80... Eight wins, missed the playoffs. Which which honestly should fucking really piss off anybody who actually likes the Red Sox, myself included. Like if you're not gonna just flat out suck, yet you're gonna run the table for the first three months of the season and then do nothing. It gives you zero confidence in the future of the team when all they keep saying is, oh, we're gonna build for the future. It's like so what happens when you... It's only going to be you're going to build to make the playoffs. That's that's the MO. Build for a handful of fucking playoff gates. It's the Jeremy Jacobs and the Bruins management style. And they should not be doing it. With a fucking Boston Red Sox, for Christ's sakes. Enough of this ticky-tack bullshit. Finally... As I mentioned, the Premier League season has begun. I I shouldn't say I I didn't mention that. I mentioned my uh, not an episode number six, which was the Premier League preview with a friend of the show, Ian, and new friend of the show, Al. Slash John. Um, West Ham gave up a goal six minutes into the game, and I was ready to fucking throw something at the goddamn television. Thankfully, the second half rolled around, and whatever David Moyes said at halftime worked because they were fucking a completely different outfit in the second half. They went into the room down 2-1, ended up winning the game 4-2. Huzzah. Still tons of problems. We play Leicester on Monday. Very curious to see how they stack up. Because Leicester is a club that identifies their problems, identifies a solution, And then buys a player. Boom. I am envious of the fans of Leicester City. They're run by a smart bunch of people. They're a good club. Envious. Uh, The other thing that happened, though, was the first game of the season, Arsenal. We were the worst fucking team on the planet behind... A tie. <laughs> Chelsea, Tottenham. Uh, 
It's a three-way tie for the worst team in, in the league. Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal. Right now it's Arsenal. They fucking blow. They open the season against newly promoted Brentford. Brentford won the game 2-0. That sparked uh, one of my favorite voicemails ever from friend of the show, Evan. Please listen to the dulcet Australian tones of my dear friend, Evan. Uh, G'day. Uh, This is uh, a long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to call in for the uh, Premier League uh, special episode uh, to lend my voice uh, to the request to abuse Arsenal for that terrible loss yesterday. Uh, well, whenever this is, I'm not quite sure what that, what day this is going to be played. But yeah, just abuse Arsenal. Uh, that's my request. Hope all's well. Bye. So polite. <laughs> just abuse Arsenal. Bye. Beautiful. Just great. Um, they stink. Like they they're not good at all. And I'm happy to abuse Arsenal all day, every day. Because, uh, yeah, because fuck them, right? Also, fuck Liverpool. Evan's a Liverpool supporter. but So, Evan, fuck Liverpool. Um, <clears throat> but, boy, Brentford, what a fun, what a fun atmosphere. Apparently, they sing Hey Jude uh, over and over and over again. But, you know, so... The cameras after the game were showing like the team was doing. Uh, they, there's a lap. Uh, there's a name for it. Uh, where the players just walk around clapping for the supporters. It was it was phenomenal. They have a very handsome manager who looks like a mix between Dermot Mulrooney and Dylan McDermott. Yeah, it was great. Great scenes. Fantastic. Loved it. So, uh, yeah, we will abuse Arsenal on the show. This is an anti-Arsenal podcast moving forward. (laughs) Oh, man, good stuff. All right, so now I'm going to get into the meat of the program, which is uh, this week's or last week's question of the week. Question, question, oh, question, oh, the we, oh, the we, oh, the we. More outstanding production by yours truly, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, last week's question of the week was, what is uh, your biggest regret in life? Uh, that came courtesy of uh, my pal John from at Suburban Foodsman on the Instagram. When I did the uh, Ask Me Anything uh, question of the week. Now, last week I was a little flummoxed. My answer was all over the place. Uh, obviously, um, as I you know mentioned, the obvious answer and the easy answer is to you know you wanted to. You regret not spending more time with loved ones who passed away. In my case, it was my dad, uh, and uh, I would say my my grandparents. So, which is you know those are the obvious answers, right? Um, and the, that's the easy answer. And in fact, when I put out the question, um, 
my pal Brian uh, said the same thing, which was basically that uh, he didn't get to spend enough time with his dad before he passed away, which is uh, it's admirable and it's it's accurate. That's just the way things go. Um, <clears throat> so I you know I put it out there like I said I got a handful of uh, of really great responses. I was hoping to get more. Uh, but I didn't. What can you do? Can't win them all, right? But, you know, it's, um, you, you kind of put it out there and you hope you get a little something different, right? And I, I think I did. And I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, presented that question as I sit here and try to organize my whole fucking uh, pre-show notes make before. Because apparently I misplaced um, a screenshot that I had put everything together. What can you do? Um so yeah, Brian was the first one to to respond. Not spending more time with my dad when he was here. Which is, again, completely accurate. And I think, when you think about regrets, and everybody has them, okay? And, and if you say that you don't, I think you're fooling yourself. Because regrets aren't necessarily a bad thing. You know, it, 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 it offers perspective. At least that's what I tell myself. Not that I'm like filled with regret. So regretful that I can't function on a day-to-day basis. No, that's not accurate. But I did get a handful of other responses. Um, one from a friend of the show, Nick, that I will not mention. I'm not going to mention it, Nick. Not going to do it. You sad, sad young man. Um, associate producer Dave. He says that I didn't start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know if he's fucking with me or not, but David, plenty of time. And as I responded to him, there's no time like the present. Go for it, man. I think Dave could do a good job. If he started a movie, uh, or you know what Dave really should do? Uh, it, it, it's been done, but I think Dave offers an excellent perspective on this. He loves trashy fucking TV. He should just do a trashy TV podcast. I think he'd fucking kill it. I think he'd do a really good job. He suggested that I watch something called F-Boy Island and... I think I, I think I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago. There is no fucking way I would ever watch something like that, but that fucking guy eats it up. In fact, he should have just done. He, he should have just started an F Boy Island podcast. Look at that. Take advantage. The next time something really fucking stupid and shitty comes up, Dave, start a podcast for it right away. Boom. Anchor.com. You can be up and running in fucking two seconds. There you go. Um, My wife said not going to college. And and I didn't get that. Jennifer has done very well for herself without college. And without the fucking debt that comes with it. Same thing for you, Jennifer. Uh, There's no time like the present. So if you really want to go to college, you still can. I don't know why you would. But you still can. Um, what else? What else do we have? 
uh, former co-worker and buddy, Connor. Connor said his biggest regret ever taking a job at Wayfair. And it's like, well, what? <laughs> I wouldn't have the pleasure of knowing Connor had he not done that. So he must not like his job right now. I don't even know if he's still there, to be perfectly honest with you. But fucking A, man. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <clears throat> I mean, it's not, but it is. You know what I mean? Um, current co-worker, Mike. Rushing to grow up. I'm certain there's a backstory behind that. But I would imagine that's something that every kid says. I can't wait till I'm grown up. I don't have to deal with your bullshit anymore, mom and dad. And then once you're grown up, you're like, fuck. I want to go back to being a kid. What the fuck? You know? Um, Donnie of The Quiet Violent. Another good answer. I could be a way better musician if I had more practice discipline in my high school and college years. That is a quality regret. And I tell you why. Because it provides a little focus. Donnie is so self-aware that he knows full well that he could be better had he done this. And in this case, it's practice more and be more disciplined when he was younger. Now he probably doesn't have the time, but my guess is that he's still that he's disciplined now, or at least more so than he was when he was a kid. Quality regret, if you ask me. Um, friend of the show, Scott, who's going to be on the NFL preview show whenever I decide to do that, hopefully in a couple weeks. <clears throat> he said none. This answer did not surprise me. However, he did add a caveat to it. At the moment, not bringing the comms and obs sticker to Chicago for a little bathroom marketing. He told me he was going to Chicago. He still had some stickers. He was going to take them, put them up in public restrooms across the fair city of Chicago, which he had done before. Oh, no, that was Florida. He did that in Florida. But he forgot the damn stickers. So you know what? That's a bad regret. You should be regretful, Scott. If, uh, if you're listening and you would like a sticker or multiple stickers, let me know. I'll gladly cover the shipping costs and send them to you. However, you have to uh, you have to put them up in public restrooms because that's where they belong. Don't be one of those fucking douchebags that like puts them in the urinal and then pisses on it like a fucking weirdo. Don't do that. Thank you. So yeah, so regret. Interesting uh, topic, and I've I've been trying to be more mindful of regrets uh, over time. You know, I'm reading a lot about uh, Stoicism and uh, the great Stoics of the of uh, the ancient times, ancient Rome, Marcus Aurelius, which is a very uh, cliched kind of thing. But I think there's some value in it. You know, learning to to be more mindful, to be more present, 
to be accepting of the challenges that come into your life. And someone who I follow, and I've mentioned on the show previously, Mark Manson, the author of the great book, um, fucking The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I think he must uh, follow my Instagram or, or have someone that does because no sooner than I posted this uh, question, he posted a, a multi-page uh, post, Six Ways to Get Over Regret. It's like, oh, fuck, man. Another another person digging into my pod. First it was Barstool for a couple weeks. Now it's Mark Manson. Fuck. Unoriginal bastards. But he says, look, uh, you're not a bad person. Stop hating yourself. Get over it. It's a form. Regret is a form of self-hatred. There's no need for it. Accept, accept what you've done. And forgive yourself. It's okay. You're all right. And again, it allows you to be more mindful. Sit down with yourself. Give yourself a good talking to. Learn from your mis- mistakes. Make those regrets worthwhile somehow. Know that your mind can be a total dumbass. 100% accurate. Stop living in the past. There's nothing back there. This is something that I've tried to learn ugh, Forever. Forever. Stop looking backward. You can only look forward. Looking backward is painful. Don't do it. And then just close the fucking door, man. Just find closure for the regrets. Move on. Build a bridge. Get over it. You have to let that shit go. And I was really hoping to get a bunch more responses, and I... You know, I I should have known. I thought, okay, this will be a serious question. I'll get some serious answers. And I think for the most part I did. But, you know, I don't don't think people like serious on the Instagram. Unless you're a uh, New York Times bestselling author, in which case you can be serious. And people go like, oh, it's so profound. Whoa. Meanwhile, the fat guy on the other end of the microphone here is like, yeah, don't, you know, it's okay to be regretful or to have, no, don't be regretful. I shouldn't have said that. It's okay to have regrets. It's okay. It's a teaching moment. So I'm not as big of a, (laughs) I'm not as big of a (laughs) douchebag. Not true. Not true. Yeah, I'm not a douchebag. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, everyone has regrets. And again, it's a part of life having regrets. Because you're always going to think about, there's always going to be what ifs. It's natural. It's part of, again, it's part of life. I, I hate to keep repeating myself, but that's how it is. You know, you're going to think about those missed moments and those missed opportunities The key is to not repeat them. So don't repeat the mistake over and over again. Be cognizant of that regret. Be cognizant of what you did and then learn from it. Take take my advice. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. Because I am terribly guilty about, you know, 
not learning from mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes either. That's the big fucking thing with me. I I have done such a risk-free life. It's appalling. Absolutely appalling. <laughs> oh, God damn. Just not good. Not good at all. As it is Thursday, it is time for Three Gripes. Everybody's favorite part of the program. (gasps) Gripe number one. I still have not been able to secure a college athlete to sponsor. And I'm getting a little bit pissed off about it. Only because I think the laughs are there. I am dead serious. I am 100% serious. I want to sponsor a college athlete, but it has to be something weird, you know? It has has to be like a D3 kicker or some shit. You know, it's got to be something really fucked up. Not fucked up, that's the wrong way to put it, but something weird. And somebody has to be in on the joke. In on the gag. If you will. Because really, it would be, it'd be a good story. Content galore. And free Elio's pizza for said athlete. Or look, if you want pizza bagels, fine. If you want uh, pizza bites, cool. Maybe you don't like pizza and you'd like something else, fine. Hostess apple pies. Powdered donuts. Mini chocolate donuts. Whatever your whatever you fancy within reason. Monetarily. <laughs> so look, if you listen to this program, you know anybody that's in college that is playing a sport for the college, please let me know. I'll reach out to them. See what we can hash out. You know, I'm sure there's some legalities behind it. I'm not entirely certain what they are, but I'm willing to put in 10, 15 minutes worth of work on this thing. You know, for a handful of laughs. Come on now. Come on now. Let's do it. I think it's a great idea. I really do. Mainly because it's my idea. Gripe number two. Uh, Capri pants for dudes. Maybe they're not really capris. But these fucking pants that I'm seeing now with like uh, elasticized leg holes that like stop slightly above the ankle at the lower calf. Like what's the deal here? Side note, great band name, The Leg Holes. Feel free. I just don't get these pants. Do you have something against wearing just actual pants or shorts? You have to have a happy medium between the two things? For what? And all I can think of when I see people wearing these pants is uh, early 90s um, uh, rap sensation MC Hammer wearing, you know, long, wearing 
baggy pants, which are referred to now as hammer pants. At least they should be, although I'm, I'm going to be called a boomer by the damn kids. But the bottoms of those pants were elasticized, and they stopped in the same spot. So it's as if somebody took uh, MC Hammer's pants, tapered them a bit, and that's fashion. I don't understand it. And again, they're not for me. But going back to uh, Treehouse the other day, there was a guy wearing these pants. And, you know, he had to have been in his late 20s, maybe even early 30s. And they, they just don't, they don't look good. <laughs> yeah, they just don't look good. They look incomplete, and that's my issue. It's as if uh, you've made a mistake and you put on the wrong pants. You put on your little brother's pants. <laughs> the waist is fine, but they're not long enough. I don't know. See that when you get to a certain age, okay, <clears throat> and and fashion completely passes you by, where you, you sort of just do your own thing, um, but you don't understand the current environment, if you will, when it comes to that sort of thing. Fashion. It's lost. It's like art. It's entirely subjective. Because now the kids are pegging their jeans again, which is something I did in junior high. It's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. I also wore fucking like sweatpants every day uh, in sixth grade. Guess what kids in sixth grade are doing? They're wearing fucking sweatpants every day. Except now, they're taking their socks and putting them over uh, the leg holes of the sweatpants. It looks so fucking stupid. Yet they're all doing it. I don't know if they still do it. That might have been like a summer of a 2020 thing. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. That's why I have a gripe. That's what the gripe is about, is that I don't fucking care about these goddamn kids and their stupid fashion choices. Oh, what do you dress like? Yeah, I dress like a fucking adult. Pants or shirts. Or shirts? Pants or shorts. With a shirt. Like, if you have to think beyond that, you shouldn't do it. Fuck. Right, number three. People who care way, way too much about who's hosting Jeopardy. You probably have heard by now that executive producer Mike Richards is going to be hosting uh, the show. And that Mayim Bialik, who did a good job, is going to be doing, you know, like primetime specials, tournaments, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people saying, well, it was rigged. He's the, he's the executive producer. Why would he pick somebody other than himself? Okay, well, you, I mean, did it take you this long to figure it out? You probably should have known when he started. And he's like, oh, I'm executive producer, Mike Richards. And he looks like a tool. But this guy's whole fucking dream was to be a game show host. 
I mentioned it on the show before. He was a finalist for the Price is Right job that ultimately went to Drew Carey. Because it's like, flip a coin. Drew Carey? Mike Richards. Nobody knows who the fuck Mike Richards is. But why do people get so fucking upset? I don't know. It's a fucking game show. If you cared so much about Alex Trebek, okay, that's fine. You liked him. He was the perfect host for that job, which is to literally read fucking answers to questions. That's it. That's his job. And he did a really good job with it. The next guy has to do at least half as well as Alex Trebek. No one is going to be Alex Trebek. He had a certain je ne sais quoi about him. A certain panache. And a great mustache. But there isn't going to be another one. And, and, and so that's what the thing is. You, you can't... You can't get mad at who's going to be hosting a program when the entirety of the program is not based on the host. Nobody, I mean, how many people would watch Jeopardy, I would say, in the 90s, okay, before Alex really started to come into his personality, at least on television, which was, which to me was, was uh, I'd say early 2000s. No one's going to tune in. No one's going to stop watching Jeopardy because this guy's reading the fucking clues. Am I wrong? I understand that you had your personal preferences. A lot of people wanted LeVar Burton, which, look, I think that would have been a natural fit. However, I don't think he was very good. I think in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't that great. Aaron Rodgers wasn't that great, but, you know, from what I understand, he was actually considered. Until he decided to keep playing football. But boy, oh boy, some people are really fucking angry. For, for, think, for something I can't figure out, can't wrap my head around it. What are you so mad about? It's a game show. It literally means nothing. It's a... It's a it's 30 minutes of entertainment for you. And you know what the best part about Jeopardy is? Getting the fucking questions right. That's the best part. But boy, people are irrationally angry. It, it just kind of makes you wonder. The people that are getting that mad about Jeopardy, like, what are their lives like? If that's what you're choosing to be mad about. Of all the things that you could be angry about that, that are going on in this country, that's the one thing that you've sort of honed in on and picked to be angry about. Makes little to no sense to me. But again, I'm just a fucking short, fat, stupid podcast host, right? Don't answer. All right, that's it for the show. Uh, decent program today. Hopefully not too dry and boring. Uh, kept it short and sweet. Which is the best way to do things like yours truly. Um, I'm hoping, as I mentioned, to have an NFL preview show in a couple of weeks. Um, tomorrow, fingers crossed, 
knock on wood, uh, which is um, Friday, the broadcast palace will finally be uh, somewhat secure. Hopefully, again, fingers crossed. And uh, you know, we'll we'll start the moving process and could eventually be broadcasting from there in in a couple weeks. So, super thrilled, super thrilled with that. We'll see how it goes. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm endeavoring to get a couple more interviews with some folks. We'll see how that plays out. Hopefully that doesn't suck, but you know, we'll see. And as I'm getting closer to a, a episode number 100, uh, if you have ideas for what episode 100 should be, I'm all ears because we're roughly three months away. So that would make it sometime in, you know, November um yeah roughly november december i was thinking about renting a hall and then broadcasting live (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be so stupid funny because i'd be the only one in there but it'd be really fucking stupid but yeah uh submit your ideas give me a call feel free 1-800- 1-800, what the fuck, David? 617-657-4736. 617-65-RIP-EM. Send me an email, show mail, at Complaints and Observations. You can go to the website. I do have a blog, complaintsandobservations.com. I have an Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. I have a Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. I would love to get more Twitter followers, more Instagram followers, but I have no idea how to build that audience, so... If you have suggestions about that, let me know. Love to hear it. If you're listening to the show for the first time, thank you very much. Where have you been? It's been a year and a half, for fuck's sakes. Not quite, but whatever. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I've done nothing with. 61765RIP'EM. Uh, here I am like on the cuff trying to think of a new clothes and I can't because I don't want to rip off Jerry Springer but I literally just thought of that and that pisses me off so bad but whatever all right that's it listen uh tell your friends tell your moms um take care of yourself take care of each other godspeed ta-ta